The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Let me just say, after Vera distorting the belt, they're proclaiming the real world champion. I'm going to tell you all, with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one, the only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Captain Lou Extravaganza. We are live on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. And, of course, we are powered up by Belly Up Sports. Check us out at bellyupsports.com. We are just excited and blessed to be a part of the network. Check out our uh, complete lineup of podcasts. And, of course, check out our website as uh, we've got a great array of writers covering all the sports from football all the way down to lacrosse to pro wrestling to golf, you name it, hockey and basketball with the playoffs in full swing. We have got you covered here. And uh, we want to also remind you that we are sponsored today by Mahler Bros Golf. Check out MahlerBrosGolf.com. And I uh, use the promo code BELLYUP and you'll get 15% off your purchase. Uh, if you want to look good on the golf course, look no further than MahlerBros.com, M-A-H-L-E-R. BROS.com, sponsor of the Captain Lou Extravaganza, and of course, uh, one of our main sponsors here on Belly Up Sports, and of course, the Captain Lou Extravaganza. We invite you to subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel, the Captain Lou Sports Network, and you can take a look back at all of our archive shows that we've done throughout the year as uh, we're, we've got a lot of good things planned here for you in the coming year, and uh, we have a lot of great shows, a lot of great guests that we've had on. And we've got a lot more, including coming up here momentarily. We're going to tap into the AM Drive podcast and uh, bring in uh, one of our friends from way back, Michael Caravellis from the AM Drive. He's one of the hosts there. They do a great show Mondays and Fridays on their podcast. I invite you to check them out. We're going to talk NBA playoffs here momentarily with Mike. And uh, also later on, we're going to talk NHL with the Stanley Cup. And the NFL schedule release is out, and well, it's due out tomorrow, but it's starting to get leaked with some of the games. We'll go over some of them that we know, and also we'll talk a little bit more about hockey with the uh, NHL draft lottery. And uh, it was uh, they had their lottery and who's going to go where, and of course the Chicago Blackhawks. They get the number one pick, and not without a little bit of controversy, but we'll talk more about that. But right now. Without any further ado, let's bring in one half of the AM Drive TV podcast. Always gracious with his time, doing great things with them, also doing a lot uh, in the lacrosse world, the indoor lacrosse world. Let's bring in Michael Caravales. Mike, thanks for taking time out tonight, or this morning, rather. How are you? Nighttime morning. I just got off. I feel it. I'm doing good, Lou. How about you? I'm fantastic, man. You know, it's... uh, it's NBA playoff time. It's NHL playoff time. It's uh, it's a fun time of year. It kind of 
fills the void. If it really, really, uh, we're knee deep in it. I wanted to get you on because I, you know, I, I value your basketball opinions in the world of the NBA. And let's uh, let's talk about uh, they're down to the uh, the qu- the quarterfinals, the final eight, whatever. But we got some we got some series on the brink, and uh, including last or tonight rather, Game Five is coming up in Golden State. You got the Lakers and you got the Warriors. Uh, what really impressed me in game four the other night, Mike, is we know that uh, um, AD can bring it on the offensive side. And, uh, you know, his reputation, deserved it or not, is he sometimes doesn't show up every game. He showed up in game four on the defensive end, on the switch outs against Steph Curry. Amazing. And uh, first of all, what can the Warriors do to get back into the series? And what do the Lakers need to do to close it out tonight? So the first part, if you're the Warriors, you've got to rebuild chemistry um, from starting starting from scratch because, to me, their problems started with the beginning of the season with Draymond and Jordan Poole, whatever your take is on that, and now to the point where Jordan Poole has become unplayable in the last game or two. But, I mean, obviously you'd like to see somebody else besides Steph Curry shoot the ball well, which I never thought I'd say in my entire life. But that could be a nice start if chemistry is, is an issue anyways. As for the Lakers, if they want to close it out, lock in defensively one more time. I don't believe the Warriors stand a chance if Lakers are locked in, like you said, with Anthony Davis. And if I'm the Lakers, I stomp on them tonight and don't give them any breathing room. Well, you know – one of the things I wanted to ask you about the Lakers, too, is you, I can't believe I'm even bringing this up, and it shouldn't even be getting the airtime, is Mike Greenberg yesterday on Get Up claiming that the Lakers shouldn't even play LeBron and AD. They should rest them in game five. I I do not believe in that. You know, it's like I, I didn't have a problem with Embiid playing in game two. You want to get the stranglehold. I believe that – I honestly think that Sun series is going to go seven. So if I'm the Lakers, I play them. Unless it's a blowout in the third quarter or the fourth quarter, then you sit the guys either way. But you got them by the jugular right now. You've got the Warriors talking to themselves. What do you think of uh, what do you think of that nonsense of uh, sitting LeBron and AD in Game Five? I used to like the resting players at times, but now if you're in the playoffs, that's out the window. This is why they're yeah. world-class athletes, because they are paid to play when it matters, when people like us would not. So, you know, if you're tired, who cares? Like you said, get your game, get your series over with, have the extra rest. It's stupid that he even implied that. I wish I would have seen that, because I, I would have sure spat it off at him on Twitter. Well, it's crazy, because now, you know, I'm watching Dan Patrick. You know, I've got that on in the background. And Greeny was... Mission accomplished, clickbait, because he's got them talking about it. Now he's got us talking about it. So, yeah, it, hey, he accomplished it. And I watched him a little bit this morning, and he was he was backtracking. But, you know, I agree with you. That's, that, that's crazy. Speaking of the teams that they could possibly play, last night Denver and uh, Phoenix, game five up in, uh, up in Denver. A uh, couple of things off of that. First of all, what did you make of uh, – 
the Ishbia Jokic uh, little controversy. As it turns out, much ado about nothing. It was much ado about nothing. I don't know what the Suns owner was doing because I think he knew he was trying to do something, but then like to backtrack it later on and say, oh, I don't want him fined or suspended was just weird. Like, why were you in that situation in the first place? Jokic, I, again, like I said, much to do about nothing. I didn't see anything that was crazy terrible. I think Jokic knew who he was. I think Ishbia knew who Jokic was. Well, you know, and I, I like Matt Ishbia. He's done a lot of great things here in Michigan, uh, for Michigan State and for the state of Michigan. He's a very smart businessman. And I think, you know, I, I think it's a lesson learned. I mean, no I, no way is he anywhere near Mark Cuban. It, you know, and it's funny is in pro basketball, it's really the only sport where an owner can sit that close to the action. Now, I know some of the NFL owners can go down on the field you know, for NFL games, but, you know, they use a little more discretion because they'll get barrel rolled if they don't, but it's a unique situation. And I think that, and I think he'll learn from it. And I, I, you know, $25,000 fine. I think, I don't even think that Jokic, you know, I, I, I had no problem with the technical and I think that's where it should have been left. But, you know, anyways, let's get to the game though. Last night. One of the things that surprises me about Mike about this series, let alone last night, DeAndre Ayton's on a milk cart. Where is he? You know, and it, Denver is really exposing their lack. Of, <laughs> exactly, their lack of depth. And Chris Paul goes down. You know, they're yeah. Phoenix, I, I, Phoenix still may win going on the back of uh, of uh, Kevin Durant and Booker tonight, but you know they. They, they can't keep that up. As for DeAndre Ayton, um, I have never understood his hype, never understood why he was the number one pick. And once again, he's being bullied by a better center. For the depth of the um, of the Suns, it's funny you bring that up because I actually have some stats here. It's wild that in order to get Kevin Durant, they got rid of Mikel Bridges, who was always an afterthought in Phoenix, unless it was defense. He averaged 26 points and 37% from three in Brooklyn in 27 games. They also got rid of Cam Johnson. Like It's like with the Dallas Mavericks with Kyrie. You got rid of so much to get what? A guy who might leave after the season, you might have – it's going to be a failure if they lose. So I thought that was interesting trade to say the least. And like you said, can they keep it up? No. I mean, like, playoffs, this stuff matters. It matters, and it's going to be exposed so well. I personally cannot wait for their downfall. But for now, I hope it does go seven because it could be awesome. Well, I think it could too, and you know, there's a good possibility of it. And you know, I've I've seen your thoughts on um, on uh, on Jokic, and I agree with you. I think he should have probably been the MVP this year, and you know, he's turned it up a notch. You know, going into yesterday, he was averaging 36 and a half points a game in the playoffs. Man, that's incredible. I know. He only had 30 last night or 29, but he's looking good. And it's setting up for a great Western Conference final. You know, before we go to the Eastern Conference, I wanted to ask you this question. You've got great, great uh, second-round matchups uh, with the Lakers and the Warriors. I mean, you know, star power. 
And then you've got a, a 1970s and 80s rivalry renewed in the Celtics and the 76ers. Awesome. I mean, it's I, you don't see the hate that you saw 40 years ago, but that's not all bad, I guess. My question to you, Mike, is are we – is the NBA looking at a potential letdown in the conference finals after these marquee matchups in the second round? Based on the way I have it in the West, yes, because I do believe Lakers can dispatch with the Nuggets like they did in the bubble. I don't, I don't think that series will be competitive if Anthony Davis steps it up again. As for the East, um, if we get Heat and Celtics or Heat and Sixers, that could be very competitive. But I do think, like you said, second round is obviously going to take the pudding because of who's there and the matchups we're getting regardless. Yeah, I, uh, it, it was just a thought. You know, I was thinking about it the other day. And, you know, these are, you know, I got to be honest with you. Those two series have gotten me really focused more in the NBA just for the star power. And, you know, they've been good matchups. And it's been good basketball. You know, I really believe that. Some, some intrigue. Um, going to the Eastern Conference, you know, I, I know you're you're loving this, and that's fine. Miami looking strong. You know, Butler is just, you know, he's doing well. And it, I, it, it's a great chance for him to, uh, you know, put away some of the stigma that he's had in the past with, you know, quote-unquote franchise record. You know, he's play, he's – I'm not saying he's carrying Miami, but he's the leader, no doubt about it. What really impresses me about Miami is how they're getting in the heads of uh, New York. And, you know, Julius Randle's comments about how Miami wants it more. First of all, let's go with that. How in that, why in the hell would he say that? You know? Because it's a conflict of interest with Tom Thibodeau coaching that team. Like, if, if you break yeah. down, like, the reason why the Knicks are good at all, it might be because Thibodeau has them playing well. But the flip side of that is that this team has R.J. Baird, Emmanuel Quickly, Jalen Brunson. They have so many guys that are good offensively, and their coach is a defensive-minded play to your 48-minute heart gives out. I don't know. Like, I believe, this is like the one team that I would say needs analytics because they're they, this is not who they're supposed to be. So I'm not surprised that Miami does want it more because this is what their culture has been for years. For the Knicks, they're trying to instill this weird culture that that for these guys, it's not supposed to exist inside them. They're too good offensively to be defensive juggernauts. You know, Mike, and Spolstra, to me, is one of the most underrated coaches in the last 30 years, if not, you know, I mean, the guy flies under the radar. He's not boisterous. You know, he's he just he's results i mean yeah they had to play in the play in round but what they're doing right now without uh two of their key without ola depot without hero both of them going down you know it, it's uh, i my personal favorite was milwaukee i was bummed out that miami beat them um but they they earned it it wasn't a fluke and um now they're earning it against the knicks the, the knicks are an up and coming team, but I think to your point, they got to mature, but I just love what Spolster is doing. I, I'm more of a fan of his every, every year, every series. You, have you ever heard of Haywood Highsmith? I'm a Heat fan. And that name is like an afterthought most of the year. The fact that like, I'll be honest with Tyler Hero went down a guy who I've rooted for for a while. 
that kind mm-hmm. of like I was like crap. But now I look at the way these playoffs have turned out. Like I'm I'm not even scared anymore. Like Duncan Robinson is back to playing good. Max Struess is Clay Thompson 2.0, I guess now. And it's just because the way they're coached. And I wanted to ask your opinion on this one. I've got like a backfire question to you. Do you find it peculiar that Miami does the opposite of super team building? Like they literally get a whole bunch of undrafted guys and throw them against people, and, and they they do pretty well. Then you have like LeBron and AD, you know, building the super team stuff. I love how it's clashing right now. How the undrafted guys are like they're undrafted. I love super it. Team. You know, yeah. I'll be the first to admit I'm I'm not a big super team fan. Um, I don't like the concept, uh, but I've learned to accept it because that's what they're doing right now. I mean, right. I would. I would love nothing better than the Miami as an eighth seed, you know, underdog, whatever. But because they're coaching, you know, they're they're doing it, you know, they're they're doing it the old-fashioned way, I guess. And that's why I kind of like my, I kind of like the Knicks, you know. And you know, I I'm not a New York fan of any a lot of sports. People know me, but I've got friends that are Knicks fans, and they've been long-suffering. They're passionate, you know. And I wouldn't be upset if they were to win the series, I don't think they're going to because I think the Knicks have them right up here or the net, the heat have them right up here. And that's huge. And to your point about Spolstra, I mean, it's amazing. And speaking of that, having them up here, Philadelphia and Boston right now, I, I, I watched it last night, bits and pieces flipping back and forth between that and hockey. I, I, you know, James Harden, we all know what his history is. Sometimes he doesn't show up when the going gets tough. He takes the first exit out of town. Exactly. And you got, you know, Embiid's playing good on, you know, uh, probably a 60% knee if that. Um, t- Maxi to me, is playing well. But, you know, Boston, I, I, I don't like to use this term, Mike, playing without heart. I, I just, I hate that because – Teams don't not show up and play. But, you know, that defense that Boston played last night, especially on Embiid, I, I, I was mind-boggled by that, giving them wide-open 15-foot jumpers all night long just for starters. They look slow. It also does not help, but I think Jason Tatum was like 8 of 23, and Al Horford was over 7. I think all of those were from 3 for Horford. It's like it's 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 demoralizing. It's kind of like the way like well, Steph Curry has changed the game for the better, and then sometimes it's the worst because guys are doing that and they won't stop. But as for their defense, and like you say, like you say, it's, you don't like to think that they don't have a lot of heart when that stuff's happening, and you lost game two and you probably weren't supposed to lose game two, and now you've lost game four, or was it game five? I guess last night, it can't feel good. It cannot feel good for those players. Yeah. Yeah. Game five last night. In, it could go back to game seven in Boston. You never know. I mean, this is a series where home court really hasn't mattered a whole lot. But, you know, your point is well taken. They, you know, they they live and die, you know, by the outside shot. But it was so funny is how momentum, if – you know, if he doesn't make that shot in game four, you know, Boston's going to have the advantage, right? They're going to be up 3-1. And, you know, 
I thought Horford played a hell of a game against Embiid in game four, you know, but it was like Horford ran out of gas or something. And I love the guy, you know, he's got local ties, but you know, it's just, it's interesting. It really is. We're joined by uh, Michael Carvalis from the host of the AM drive podcast on AM drive TV. with that uh mike i wanted to kind of do something fun with you while we got you on for a few more minutes you know i i really like what you guys do on your show with your top five list you know everything from the best top five foods for cinco de mayo to your top five baseball teams every monday to whatever we're talking the nba with you let's kind of i want to get your take and it doesn't have to be in a particular order but top five duos right now in the nba I'm glad you mentioned that because before the show, since you did kind of tease that to me, I did make a top 10 list. And I won't go through all 10, but I'll give you an idea of the top five right here. I've got LeBron and AD, Steph and Clay. I feel like that could be universally interchanged depending on the health and, of yeah. course, the ped- pedigree of it all. Jokic and Murray have moved up for number three t- for me because I think they've been – Jamal Murray has been incredible for what the Nuggets are doing, and, of course, Jokic is Jokic. Butler and Bam, because I'm a Heat fan. And number five is Luca and whoever his co-star is to replace Kyrie next year. <laughs> okay. Interesting that you didn't have uh, Kevin Durant and Booker in the top five. They're not even in my top ten. Wow. Wow, that's interesting. I just, my thing is, is that. It's all right. I mean, that's. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Um, no, I, I, there was like a lag behind us, but um, I have Jason Tatum. I. I've been disappointed with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, actually, because those were guys I thought were going to take the next step. And wouldn't you know it, Boston media fooled me again, but whatever. No, it's, it's interesting. You know, it's, I, I, I kind of like Booker and Durant only, you know, maybe more so in the playoffs, but we've only had a small sample size with them too. You know, they haven't played together much. So, it's hard for me to argue with your top five. I just like, you know, thought we'd throw a little little tidbit with you on there to do a, just to kind of pattern your top fives. So, all right, I'm going to put you on the spot. I want your predictions now. Uh, what are we going to see in the Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals? And then I know what your dream matchup is, but what's going to be your matchup in the NBA Finals? So before this playoff started, I had a playoff bracket on the, um, I think it's NBA.com website. And I had the Lakers in there. I had the Suns. That is now switched to the Lakers and the Nuggets. I do believe Nuggets will take care of that series. I also had the Heat and Celtics. And right now, Celtics are kind of playing with me on that one. But Doc Rivers holding a 3-2 lead. I feel very comfortable with the 76ers and still choke that away. So I've got the Heat and the Lakers 
to make the finals. Originally, it was Celtics and Lakers, but after seeing the Celtics play with their food against the Sixers, I'm no longer scared of the Celtics. I got heat in the Lakers like I thought was going to happen pretty much all season long. You know, and it's funny, is yesterday the Celtics were the leading money bet to go to the to win the whole thing. Now I think they're like sixth out of the last eight. And I got to tell you, I'm going to go on today when we're done here, and I'm putting a couple of dollars on the heat. The money's there. I mean, I think they're like, what are they, plus 1,800 or something ridiculous. I mean, why not? Put five bucks on there, you win 90, you know? I, it's what I thought I saw this morning. So that's the route that I'm going. Mike, we got a few minutes left. I know you're you've gotten into hockey the last couple of years, and you've you've taken the Seattle Kraken. You've adopted them as your team. I love it. I like your passion for them. Now I know they didn't win last night, but. It doesn't matter in the in the NHL. It seems like it's been, you know, whoever shows up. So, what have you think? What have you thought of the Kraken's uh, uh, their performance so far in the playoffs? And do you think that they can overcome after losing last night and uh, get to the Western Conference Finals? So, one thing I love about my favorite teams, like the Heat, the Colts, and the Kraken, is that they're always like the tough gritty, play hard, play right teams, except for our goalie, Philippe Grubauer, who Aaron, my co-host, swears to God is good, and I over and over again cannot tell. Our offense has been the most surprising story of our playoff run, but I'm no longer scared of the Dallas Stars, and it was actually my pre-playoffs amateur pick to make the final. I'm no longer scared of them. I'm terrified of the Golden Knights or the Oilers. But I think the Kraken can get past the Stars. I really do. The deep will be deep once again. But I don't know if we make it to the final. Wow. I, I got to tell you, before this series was going in, I had Dallas losing in the Western Conference Finals to Edmonton. I had, I had an all-Canadian final, which is in jeopardy to say the least. You know, I, I got sucked in with the Maple Leafs again, and their heart left when they beat Tampa in six games. I, they just, their performance to me is, you talk about mind boggling, but we've talked about that on the show. I love your point about the crack and their offense is incredible and they score in waves. They just come at you and come at you. And I don't think Dallas was ready for that in game one. And I got to tell you, they win tomorrow night or will they win their next game rather. Yeah. Tomorrow night in game five. I got to tell you, going back to Seattle for game six is going to be epic for them with an opportunity. So, wow, Mike, this has been fun. Tell us a little bit about your show, what you guys do, uh, you know, on Mondays and Fridays. Give us and what you do with uh, the indoor lacrosse, which has taken off. I love your coverage that you do on on uh, Twitter, for, uh, especially with the uh, NLL. So AM Drive is, is, my, is my darling with my buddy Aaron Crouch, who's from Las Vegas, as you know, originated on 12 Ounce Sports and now is taking a mind of its own. And we've had you on the show. It's been awesome. Aaron's got a kid now, so the scheduling has been a little bit different for us, but we're still trying to stay, mm -hmm. stay consistent. As for the Daily Dive, 
that is my that is my child right now. I love talking NLL. It is it has made me more of a hockey fan. It has made me less of a football and basketball fan, which I'm not happy to admit sometimes. But we're in the full swing in the playoffs in that league as well. I fully recommend it because we've got a lot of big names. The biggest names in lacrosse are on Daily Dive, the only Monday through Friday live lacrosse talk show. But uh, this, I love what you guys are doing on Belly Up as well. A bunch of great channels on this on this network. Well, Mike, hey, this has been a lot of fun. Love to have you on again sometime when you, you know, maybe later on in the summer. We'll when once we start getting a little more ready for football, you know, and uh, I'll give you a chance to, uh, if your Lakers and your Heat make the finals, I'll give you a chance to come on after that finals and uh, toot that horn, man. But it's great. I love your passion. You're doing great work at uh, AM with the AM Drive Show. Again, thanks for coming on, and uh, keep up the great work, will you? And you too, Lou. Thank you so much again. It's been my pleasure. Oh, hey, before you go, we got uh, we got a comment from Mike Berlon. He says, so great to see Mike pop up into my world again. There you And I got to get you on again, get some more comments, see? Uh, that just shows you your great work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Mike, again, as always, thank you very much, and uh, keep up the great work. <laughs> Mike Carvalis from the AM Drive is uh, gracious with his time talking NBA hoops with us, NHL. Uh, you know, he's and the NLL, the National Lacrosse League, if you get a chance, watch it. It's on ESPN Plus, too. It's a league that, if you like lacrosse, it's a lot of action, a lot of fun action. Uh, we've got some friends involved in the in the uh, league as well. But we want to thank uh, Mike Carvalis for taking time out to join us here tonight on the show or this morning on the show. I don't know how long it's going to take before I get used to not saying tonight. But uh, again, we're going to we're on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays right now while I'm on the DL, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And again, you can watch. Uh, recorded shows on this on our network, the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. We invite you to uh, to uh, subscribe to our network. And as always, we are powered up by the Belly Up Network, a podcast. And we invite you to uh, take a part, uh, take a look at our website, BellyUpSports.com. We've got a complete list of our podcast right there, and also check out our articles. Great writers, in depth. The insights incredible, and uh, they cover everything all the sports and uh it's always we're blessed to be a part of that as well we're going to talk a little stanley cup playoffs as uh again we've got some elimination games coming up and uh, just uh a lot going on in the stanley cup playoffs and the nhl but first again a word from Mahler bros golf you know when you're golfing the sun's beating down and you want to take that shirt off you know you can't because of the heat obviously and because of uh golf course of etiquette and uh, your polos may be getting outdated and dingy, and you want to look good on the golf course because, as we say, if you look good, you feel good. You feel good, you play good. Well, I've got just the answer for you. Mahler Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design or others that are like me, a little more subtle and a little more sleek. They've also got fun T-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Check out MahlerBros.com. And as you can see on the bottom of the screen, if you visit them, make sure you use the promo code BELLYUP 
and you'll get 15% off your purchase. That's MahlerBros.com. All the, you know, they've got such a great assortment of shirts. When I get back on the golf course later on this summer, when when I get the foot healed up, you'll see me in a Mahler Bros uh, designed golf shirt for sure, polo especially. That's my thing. But make sure you check out MahlerBros.com. Use the belly or use the promo code belly up and you'll get 15% off your purchase. Hey, follow us on Twitter, by the way, at the real Captain Lou or on my Facebook pages, the Captain Lou Extravaganza, or my personal one, Lewis Gamlin, or drop me an email, sweetlou1965 at yahoo.com. And uh, you know, be a part of the show. We appreciate the emails and everything. And you can comment anytime on our uh, YouTube channel as we're doing the broadcast live here on the show. We will, if you missed a part of the interview with uh, Mike uh, Carvalas from the AM Drive, it'll be downloaded on uh, podcast form. We'll have that uh, out this afternoon. And again, you can see it anytime on our YouTube channel, which is the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. Stanley Cup playoffs uh, continuing. Uh, game fours. We got we got some big games coming up. Game fours, uh, especially with Edmonton and um, Vegas. I got to tell you, Vegas is looking very, very strong. That game in Edmonton the other night. I just don't know what's up with Evander Kane. No word yet if he's going to get suspended for that hit at the end of the at the end of the period. Shot to the neck with the cross check. I mean, come on, man. You know the guy. He's the Draymond Green of the NHL, the Bill Lambeer, whatever you want to call him. But, you know, I don't think he's of the talent. Yeah, I mean, he's a good talent. I shouldn't say that. He can score goals. He can instigate. And he can get in the head if you're, you know, of the other team. But he sure didn't against Vegas. And as Mike pointed out, Vegas is going to be a tough out now. Game four tonight, this is a huge game for Edmonton. I know I keep saying it. Home ice advantage isn't the biggest right now in the NHL, but if Edmonton goes down three to one, it's going to be tough to come back from that against such an explosive team as uh, Vegas. And so that's going to be a huge game for last night. Carolina flexed its muscles against New Jersey. Um, What can you say again, New Jersey, uh, I, I, I don't like to use the word flat, but they came out and it was like, you know, it was tied 1-1. They gave up a couple of goals in the second period. Was really surprised that Lindy Rupp didn't call a timeout. You know, the, the tide was definitely on the side of uh, Carolina in that second period. And it was like the floodgates were open. Next thing you know, it's 5-1. Vanasek gets pulled. Schmid comes back in. He gives up the goal at the end of the period. You go in down 6-1. What do you do? Well, now Carolina's up three games to one. Carolina's looking solid. Their goaltending isn't the greatest. But really, we you know, we've talked about it all year. There hasn't been an, just a stellar goaltender throughout the playoffs. So that's why they're up 3-1. Florida's been in that position. They came back and beat Boston after down 3-1. It's possible. But I got to tell you, Jersey's going to have to dig down deep. The Hughes brothers, uh, whatever. Um, but just the carelessness and the lackadaisicalness in game five, in yeah, in game four in New Jersey really surprised me with, uh, with the Devils. I figured they came out, put an eight spot on Carolina in game three. 
couldn't capitalize on that. So that just shows you the mentality of Carolina, the coaching of Rod Brindamore, getting them fired up for that, for game four. And now they're going to go back to Carolina with an opportunity to end the series and go to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Speaking of teams that are just head scratchers right now, Toronto. They're on the brink tonight of getting eliminated. I don't know what they can do to get in the series. It's not over. I mean, there is a possibility. It's slim, and I think Slim's picking his or packing his bags, getting ready to head out of town. But that game the other night, that game three against Florida was just unbelievable. I, it, they, the defensive style that we talked about it on Monday. You know, their defensive style in that game Sunday night was just, uh, I couldn't believe it. They were playing off the, they, they, is, uh, you know, you know, that we got nothing to lose now. Nobody expects us to win the series. Can we come back and win game and then win game five in uh, Toronto? First of all, they got to take care of business tonight down in Florida. They do that. I think game five's on Friday night. They do that. Get to game six. This Florida team is playing with heart. They're, and they've got them. They've got the foot on the throat now. It's, uh, We'll have to wait and see if they can finish the job against Toronto uh, tonight and then advance to the Eastern Conference Final. I don't know if they'll win tonight. I got a feeling they may, but there's no way Florida's going to lose three game, four games in a row to Toronto unless Toronto shows me something that I haven't seen. Their goaltending right now is in flux. Samsonov's not going to play. Wall's going to play. I think Matt Murray's going to be the backup. So their goaltending is going to be in question. Maybe Wall, because he came in cold, will do better tonight against Florida. It's a game of momentum right now in the NHL playoffs and the Stanley Cup playoffs. I get it. We'll see if they can build upon game four, if they can somehow win one, get back to Toronto for game five. Then if they win a couple of games, then who knows? Maybe the noose will get a little tight for uh, Florida. Right now, it's going to take so much energy for Toronto. They've got the firepower. They got the names. It's just you know, they, let's see if they've got what it takes up here to get that game to get Game Four, and then you know, take it one step at a time. Well, the NHL draft lottery was uh, held on Monday night, prime time, and uh, Chicago they came out on top. What a mess that ESPN had though with presenting it. You know, Kevin Weeks announcing the name before the card was even flipped uh, for Columbus for the third pick. Just an absolute, just a debacle. And I've had 48 hours, well, not quite 48 hours, but a couple of nights to kind of digest this whole thing with Chicago getting the number one pick. And I just, it's just not a good look for the NHL. You know, and, and I, I, you know, I've had fans tell me, hey, it's not our fault. And I'm not banging on the fans. If I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan, I'm ecstatic. I don't blame you for being excited. You have a right to be. You've got a generational talent that you're probably going to pick in Connor Bedard unless, 
you know, something happens where he demands not to go to Chicago. He wants to be traded somewhere else like Detroit. Hint, hint. But seriously, I just don't like the look for the NHL. What, how did they, how did Chicago get punished for that sexual abuse cover up? They didn't. They haven't paid any price. Okay, Quenville's not there anymore. He was leaving anyways. Okay, the GM is gone. All right, but you got to do something. Finding a team $2 million, that's a drop in the bucket. That's like finding you and I five bucks or 20 bucks. We'll keep the two in there. You know, I look at, you know, the precedent that the NHL, sometimes they just can't get out of their own way. Arizona, they hold pre-jaff workouts. They lose a first-round pick for that. New Jersey signs Kovacek to a contract, which at the time was legal. They lose a first-round draft pick. Chicago covers up the scandal. They get slapped on the wrist. And what happens? They get Connor Bedard. They get a once-in-generational talent. It just smells to high heaven, and I don't like it. I'm not saying it's rigged. I'm not going to go too far and say that. I'll say that just to, you know, go to a few people. Obviously, it's not rigged. I would hope it's not. But I just think it's a bad look. I don't think Chicago got penalized. You know, don't say karma in this one because if it was karma, they wouldn't be getting this pick. So now they get rewarded with uh, getting Connor Bedard, who already has what? They've gotten $3 million in. season ticket money they got that in 48 hours or less than 48 hours so they came out of that smelling like a rose that whole situation almost like it was swept under the rug and it's too bad it's just such a bad look and again i don't blame the blackhawk fans i get it you know but the organization to me got slapped on the wrist and they got rewarded for covering it up and uh, it's just a bad look and i you know, I'm sorry. I just don't think they just they they got no punishment for all this that went down. They didn't have to forfeit any first round draft picks or anything. So again, you know, they're they're one of the uh, golden childs of the NHL because of their market size. I think that may have something to do with them not getting punished, and now they get rewarded. So another Gary Bettman uh, crap storm that they were going from good luck with that it's not going to take away from the play i love the stanley cup playoff you know the action on the ice but away from the ice this league just can't get out of their own way the coverage on espn has been marginal at best i you know i so uh, john butchagross uh, and i'm not even going to get into it let's just say it's been below par you know tnt's been okay but you know it's a work in progress they're getting eyeballs on the product which is good it's a start but they got a long ways to go and uh this didn't help matters any with this with chicago getting the number one pick so lastly before we go friday preview um well to talk a little bit of the uh and uh we're gonna really dive into that um coming up on our show on Friday um, with uh, we'll have a breakdown of all the games, when they're going to be played, the Monday night games, the Sunday night games, Thursday night games, 
a lot of new things coming on with the schedule. That's going to be our main focus on Friday. Uh, football's king 12 months out of the year in this country. We know that. We like to promote the Stanley Cup playoffs. We love them, you know, really do. But the schedule release, it's going to be funny to see what their numbers are going to be up against the NHL playoffs and the NBA, you know, and the NBA playoffs. But um, some of the games already announced, they've gotten the uh, European games that have been leaked. Uh, Kansas City is going to be in against Miami, I think, in Germany. There was thought that maybe uh, – the Lions might be playing them, or Chicago might be playing Kansas City over there, but they're going to be playing Miami. Um, Black Friday, we're going to have a game this year. It's going to be the Jets going up against the Dolphins, I believe. And then we've got a 4.30 Christmas game. Uh, gosh, I can't remember. It's the Giants and the Eagles. Uh, we've got a New Year's Eve game. Um, I can't remember who was playing in that one, but the schedule's getting leaked. We're going to dive into that. There's, you know, teams are going to play. You don't have to, or let me see, let me get this right. You don't have to play a national primetime game. So, for example, there's, they took the rule out where everybody gets at least one primetime game. So there's a chance maybe that the uh, Carolina Panthers may not be on or, you know, the Chicago Bears or whoever. Um, but we know Chicago will. They're a big market, but you know, there's an op there's a chance Arizona may not be on. So we'll go over that on Friday. We'll give you the latest on the Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA playoffs. Who knows? We might have some tickets punched to the conference finals in their respective uh, leagues. So a lot going on on Friday. It's going to be a free-for-all Friday, so we invite you to join us then. That's going to do it here on the show. A reminder that we will have this episode downloaded on podcast form, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the podcast outlets. We'll have that downloaded for you this afternoon in case you missed any of the show. Again, we want to thank Mike Carvalis for taking time out to be with us from the AMI television show. Always great to catch up with Mike. They're doing great work with uh, the AM Drive. They're on Mondays and Fridays as well. He and Aaron Crouch doing wonders. Uh, we want to thank you, the viewer, for taking time out tonight to be with us here on the network, here on the show tonight, this morning. Okay, that's going to be my number one goal on Friday, not to say tonight. We want to thank you today and this morning for being on the show as well. Thanks to the crew at Belly Up Sports for helping make this all possible. We really appreciate you. And, uh, again, we invite you to uh, subscribe to our network, the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. Check out all of our latest shows. We got a lot going on there. And we got some fun stuff coming up in the summer. Football's right around the corner. Three months from now, it'll be preseason. Four months from now, we'll be talking opening weekend. But until then, enjoy the Stanley Cup and the NBA playoffs and Major League Baseball as well. All right, that's going to do it. We'll see you Friday morning. Again, keep your heads up. Keep your sticks down. Keep your feet moving. And as always, keep your minds open. Good night. Good morning, everybody. Good day. And uh, we'll see you Friday here on the Captain Lou Extravaganza. So long.